episode 12 of the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast. Today we have an absolutely amazing interview with author coach Shelly Hitz. You don't want to miss this one. Welcome to the Prolific Christian Writer Podcast, where we believe you can change the world with your words. Follow an indie author and pastor and his guests as they share inspiration, tips, and advice on how you can honor Christ and change the world by writing fast, writing often, and writing well. I'm your host, Tian Doan. Now let's get on with today's show. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Tian Doan. And today I get the opportunity and the privilege of interviewing someone that I've been following for a little while. It is author and author coach Shelly Hitz. I've been listening to her podcast and I've seen her on YouTube and different things. So it's kind of interesting that I get to actually interview her. So we have a great time and I'm sure that you're going to get a lot out of it. Shelly is just a ball of encouragement and energy and uh, we just have a good time. She drops some really good uh, writerly wisdom and encouragement to, to writers out there. She even uh, prays uh, for, for writers at the end. She closes in prayer, and it's just really encouraging. Uh, before we get to the interview, I have exciting news, and uh, this uh, when this podcast launches, um, it should be very close to the uh, launch of my third book. Uh, my third book is called The Devil and Dr. Sarks. It's actually a book on spiritual warfare, and it is going to launch on J- uh, January the 9th, and uh, I'm going to be launching it at a reduced uh, discount price of only 99 cents. So if you're interested, uh, you go on Amazon and pick up The Devil and Dr. Sarks for 99 cents. Uh, The price will probably go up uh, in in a little while. So I want to encourage you to check that out. If you do uh, purchase my book, I would love to hear what you thought. Uh, Connect with me. Leave me a review. uh, Give me a shout out. I'd love to hear uh, what you thought about the book. Well, let's get on with today's interview with Shelly Hitz. Well, today I have on the show a writer who's written over 40 books. She's an artist, an author coach, even a podcaster. Uh, She has a YouTube channel, and uh, her website was actually voted one of the best 100 websites for writers in 2017. She's the creator and owner of the Author Audience Academy, uh, which which has the goal of helping you reach more people or uh, reach more people with your message. So today, I am pleased to welcome on the show Shelly Hits. Uh, welcome. Thank you, Tian. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, Shelly, uh, there's some uh, interesting facts I found out about you on on your website. Uh, we have some <laughs> things in common. Uh, uh, it says that you were. Um, you're, uh, you're a PK, a pastor's kid. Yes. And, uh, I married one of those. I'm a pastor. I married, uh, my wife is a pastor's, uh, daughter. So married one awesome. of those. Yeah. Another interesting <laughs> thing that I, I, I found out about you is that you, you actually met your husband in prison. I did. And we love telling people that because they give us like this look like, oh, my goodness, who did we invite to speak? Like when we're speaking or something, <laughs> but we met in prison ministry. Yeah, so uh, you've actually written some uh, some books together with with, uh, with your husband, haven't you? We have. Yeah, we have several books we've written together, and he's written some books as well. And so we both are writers. So here here's a, a few things we have in common here. Uh, first, we're we're both uh, Christian writers. We have podcasts. 
we both became uh, Christians in high school. And we both used to drive the worst car ever made, the Chevy Sprint. <laughs> no way. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was the hardest car to learn to drive on, too. It was stick shift. It's like, man. Whew. But I did yeah. it. That was my car in college. It was the worst <laughs> car. Uh, three cylinders, less than one liter. And it, um, the engine was less than a liter. Uh, you know, it was like 900 cc's. It's like oh the worst goodness. car ever. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, Shelly, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your upbringing and how it shaped you and uh, how it shaped you for what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I like to say I was pretty much born in the church. <laughs> I, I, I was in church the first Sunday of my life and was born, like I said, you said, um, I was a pastor's kid. And so I, I had the privilege of being raised in a Christian family, in a Christian home. I went to just about every youth camp and conference and event and you know, things that, that the church offered. But I'm really thankful. I'm thankful. I have on my my mom's side, both of my grandparents were Christians. And we found out later that they would pray for us by name every single night. And so on my mom's side of the family, we are all Christians. And I just know that that's a legacy of my grandparents. And so I'm just really blessed. And I, I don't take that lightly that, you know, God has given me um, that legacy of of, of Christians in my family and, and, and on my dad's side of the family too, there, there were Christians. And so I'm just thankful for that. So what was it like uh, being a uh, pastor's kid? Was there, you know, I'm trying to raise uh, three of them myself, so I'm, I'm hoping not to turn them off from, from church and all that. So what was your experience like being a PK? It was good. You know, it was, there was a moment in high school that I had some rebellion and part of it happened for me, I, we were in a unique situation. We lived in a, a parsonage that was actually attached to the church. And it was on the main road that you had to drive on to get to the high school. So everyone drove past my house and they knew that that's where I lived. And so I would get bullied a lot because they would say, oh, you're the, the good girl because you live in the church, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was kind of an unusual thing. Like, and it was a very, very small town and very, like, I didn't know any kids my age that were even following Christ. Like, I learned to smoke on a youth group trip, you know? It was just like, like, it was just, it was, it was in a good situation. Um, but then we moved in the middle of my junior year. And to this day, my dad and my mom say, if there was no other reason, we moved to Finley, Ohio for you, Shelly. <laughs> and I was in the middle of my junior year. I did not want to move. My dad said, you know, with tears in his eyes, because he knew it, they they knew that's really where God wanted them. But he, with tears in his eyes, he said, if you girls do not want to go, we're giving you full vote. If you say no, we will not move. And um, to this day, I, I don't know what changed my mind. I just, all I can say was it, it was God. <laughs> um, I visited and um, decided, okay, we can, you know, we can give it a try. And we moved in the middle of my junior year and completely changed my life. My very first day in, in high school, someone's like, they knew I was a pastor's kid. And they said, Hey, we're having a Bible study. Do you want to come? And I looked at them like, 
what planet are you from? <laughs> I didn't know any high school, you know, person that was truly following Christ, you know, and not just forced to go to youth group. Well, there was a really, really strong group of kids in Youth for Christ, and they were on fire for the Lord, like truly, truly living out their faith. And it was um, through that group that I recommitted my life to Christ and um, really decided to live for Christ on my own. But so it, there were some ups and downs, you know, but I definitely saw the power of God in my life and the power of my my parents' prayers and, you know, the influence of, of the church and, and all of that. But, you know, I think some of it just depends on where you're at, you know, the, the type of other, you know, kids that are around you and definitely always recommend keep praying, like pray for your kids. Cause I know my mom was praying <laughs> and, um, God definitely answered her prayers. You know, I, I've heard you on uh, a lot of different podcasts, writer podcasts and other, uh, marketing podcasts and there, therefore, you know, the secular world, the business world. And instantly I knew you were a Christian just by just hearing you answer questions. So, so how, how, uh, did, um, your background just affect, um, what you do now as, as, uh, as a writer, as an author coach, you know, tell us about your books. Tell us about your, your writing. Yeah, so I um, married my husband. He was in um, college at the time to be a history teacher. I, I at that time, I was like, I don't want to marry a pastor. <laughs> I don't want to be a pastor's wife. And he did become a pastor, but he ended up going into full-time ministry with Youth for Christ. So pretty much, like, he graduated from college and never used his degree in the schools. <laughs> he used his degree in teaching in many ways, but it was in ministry. So from the very beginning of our, our marriage, which was almost 20 years ago, we've been in ministry. And he was in Youth for Christ full-time. And then we were missionaries in Belize for two years, and then when we came back, he did speaking full-time um, in Christian venues, Christian schools, Christian camps, conferences. And in 2007, I started speaking with him. And then in 2011, I resigned my job as a physical therapist so we could be in full-time ministry and business together. So my faith and ministry has been part of my entire life, really, and especially like our entire marriage. And so when I started speaking... I there were I was speaking primarily to teen girls at the time and they'd want to come up and talk to me and I just needed a resource to leave with them and that's when I published my first book and it you know, is that, one thing is that the mirror mirror book yeah that, yeah okay. <laughs> and it became a you know it has a Bible study now and all this stuff and um, it was you know, has a website and there's someone else that now runs that that ministry but anyways um, you know, I, I had it just more as a res resource and I gave more away than I really sold in the beginning, but it led one thing to another. We, we kept publishing books and a lot of them were Christian, you know, Christian based. And, um, I had been in internet marketing since 2004. That was my first we website that I ever created, learned HTML, you know, all of that. <laughs> and, um, I actually, because I knew marketing, I actually, did pretty well at selling books. And so once people saw that I was publishing and that I was actually selling books, they kept asking me questions. And that's when I started coaching. I started coaching authors in 2010. And, and this is, this is be, um, uh, your first book. Was it, was it also self-published? And this was before Kindle, correct? 
Well, this was in 2008. So Kindle was just starting. Like we had some Kindle books. I think I published my first Kindle book in 2009, but the KDP select program and all of that started in November or December of 2011. Mm -hmm. And so it was really before the, the big push to Kindle and eBooks and all of that. But, um, but yeah, so I started coaching authors, but again, like I said, my, my life has been integrated with my faith and ministry. And, you know, a lot of the books that I've written are faith-based. And so when I started coaching authors, it was more general, but like, like you said, you know, people would know, <laughs> they would know that I'm a Christian. They, I mean, it, they would just look at the books that I've written and they would know. So um, it was 2015 that I really distinctly felt that God was asking me to focus on helping Christian nonfiction authors. And a lot of my internet marketing friends were like, Shelly, don't do it. It won't work. There's not enough people. It's not, you know, and then there was um, a couple people in particular that really encouraged me. And one of them was my business coach at the time. And she said, Shelly, what would it feel like to open your webinars in prayer? I got chills and I was like, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> I would love that. And what I've noticed with Christian authors, especially if you're writing Christian material, there is a very real spiritual battle. There is a spiritual component to what you're doing. And in coaching, if I'm not addressing that component for you, it really becomes difficult to become successful. So what I've been able to do over the last couple, like two and a half years, as I've really focused on integrating my faith with my business, is I've been able to address that part of it and really help Christian authors succeed and have it. We have a community. It's very, it's beautiful of, you know, people that support each other, pray for each other, help each other. And it's just really been a surprise, you know, like it's, it's been successful, you know, we're making money. I'm, I'm sure we could make more, you know, if we, if we kept it more general, but this is what God's, you know, called me to do specifically, not everyone, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people are called to be in the workforce and to be a light for those, you know, that they're around, but this was specifically what God has asked me to do. Yeah, I, I've actually just spoken to, I think, three people who are a part of your um, your coaching uh, group. And uh, so you started the Author Audience Academy. Can you tell us about what that is and uh, what your goal is? Author Audience Academy is an online academy with training, and it teaches authors how to self-publish their books. You know, it gives, um, you know, writing tips, but self-publishing, marketing, and then even creating products and growing a business. And so basically what I say is that Author Audience Academy is exactly what I've done. <laughs> you know, I now do this full time and I share, you know, what I did to, to be where I am today. And then there's a community. So we have Facebook group and then we have live events every month where we're coming together and being able to encourage each other in you know the calling and the 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 message that God has given us to write and to publish you know you're you're really passionate and I I uh, I've seen your some Facebook video I mean uh, YouTube videos that you shared just your passion about about writing and why Christians uh, need to get their stories or their thoughts their words out there their message out there uh, why why uh, why are you so passionate about writing Well I think that what you know God has shown me is that revelations 
12, 11, I think it is, says, you know, we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, you know, the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. And so there is so much power when we share our testimonies. And that's really the core of a lot of my books is sharing the testimony of what God has done in my life, the healing, the freedom, the, you know, just just the transformation that he's done in my life. One of my books is about my struggle and my addiction to internet pornography as a Christian married woman. Nobody talks about that kind of stuff. And so I don't share the gory details. I focus on the hope and the healing, but when I wrote and published that book, I get so many emails and people will will write me and they'll say, thank you for sharing your story because they know they're not alone. They know they're not the only one because that's the lie. The enemy's like, oh, you're the only one, you know, (laughs) because it's just not very common. And um, being able to give them the hope that there is freedom on the other side. And so we have no idea the impact that can happen when we choose to to follow God's leading, you know, obviously we're not led to share everything, but when God asks you to do something and to share something, it can reach an international audience through print on demand, through eBooks, through the internet. And it's amazing. I've had girls from Venezuela, from South Africa, write me and tell me they've accepted Christ because they read my book, Mirror, Mirror. I've had people write me and tell me, you know, they were suicidal, but then they found my book and they, they felt like they have hope, you know, and it's just like over and over again, you hear these stories. And those are only like the ones that I actually hear about, (laughs) you know, there's so many more that we never hear. And so I'm also passionate about it because, you know, we all have a voice. We all have a message. God has given each one of us gifts and abilities. And like Matthew 5 says, we're not meant to be hidden. You know, our light is not meant to be hidden. We're to shine our light so that people can say, oh, how, how cool Shelly is or, um, you know, Tian is. It's like, no, so they can glorify our Father in heaven. And so it's a way that we can also just bring glory to God by using the gifts and the abilities and messages He's given us to share with those um, in the world, really. You know, it's, I mean, it's not just, it's not a small thing anymore. You can reach a lot of people. Do you think there's more Christians out there that should be writing? I don't like to, you know, necessarily use the word should, but I have met a lot of people that have told me, Shelly, I know God has put a book for me to write on my heart, and there's a lot of them that I never see finishing it. And so I know there is a very... There, there, there's, it's just a very strong spiritual battle, but there's also a lot of like self-doubt, the perfectionism, the procrastination, <laughs> you know, um, the self, you know, there's so many uh, mindset issues that keep writers from actually clicking the publish button or finishing their book. And that's what I really love doing with Author Audience Academy is really encouraging and helping authors get through those obstacles, get over those obstacles. And like I I like to tell them all the time, I want you to be a finisher. I want you to cross that line. If God has given you something to write, if he has given you a book to write, I want to see you write it. I want you to see, I want to see you share that. And many times the thing, you know, things that God's asked us to do, whether it's writing a book or something else, when 
um, when it's going to be very powerful and impactful, it, you may feel a lot more resistance. And I found that with one, my book, Broken Crayons Still Color. It was probably five of the hardest months of my life when I was writing that book. It was so hard. It was like I was um, walking through a depression, and I'm not a person that gets depressed. But I had my prayer team praying for me every week. I know they got me through it. And now it is our best-selling book. And people are writing me, thank you so much for writing this book. We're, we're studying this in our church in a um, small group and da-da-da-da-da and this and that. I've seen like testimonies of, you know, people having hope once they've, um, they found out that, you know, their, their son came out of the closet, you know, he's homosexual or, you know, being healed of, um, anorexia, 60, you know, plus years of age, um, you know, and just being healed from the shame of things that they've carried with them. And so it's just, um, so much blessing can happen when you take those steps of obedience, but, I know that the the resistance is there. I mean, I feel it too. I understand. It's not always easy. And that's why having a community of like-minded Christian authors is so powerful because we can help and support each other. Uh, who are the uh, people in the uh, Author Audience Academy? Like, are they um, first-time authors, brand new? Like, what, who's the type of person that um, comes to you? So it's a, you know, a variety of different, um, different authors. Probably the most typical um, person is the person that is writing a book for the first time and is learning the process of self-publishing. I like to, to teach independent publishing, which is very similar to self-publishing, except you have your own publishing company name and imprint. So it's usually the person that's like, okay, I want, I have this book. I have it written or I'm, I'm, I've started writing it and I need, I'm publishing it, but I've had author audience Academy now for almost three years. So a lot of, you know, a lot of them have stayed with me for the three years. So there's people in there that have published multiple, multiple books since they've come in their marketing and they really are they're They're staying because not only do I teach the writing and the publishing, but I also teach the ongoing marketing stuff and but also for the community. And so you'll find people you know in Author Audience Academy that, yes, are first time authors, but then you'll find people who are very accomplished authors that are prolific themselves and have written many books. So what what do uh, new authors, um, what have you found that they need the most? Is it structure? Is it accountability? Is it uh, examples? It's What I found is it's different for every single person. So I, I would love to be able to say, okay, when you come in, this is, you know, the exact formula. <laughs> and it's different for every single person. So some people need the accountability. And they just really, we have a weekly accountability call, and they get onto that, and that really helps them. Some people just need the training. So I have step-by-step training on exactly how to do it, and it's all in the member area. But, you know, I thought that was you know, if I had the step-by-step training and that's what they needed, then that, you know, then everyone would publish their books. Some people would publish them right away and others would get stuck. And so what I've found is that a lot of authors do need that coaching through the mindset issues, those obstacles that, you know, the overwhelm, there's just so much overwhelm right now because of the information overload <laughs> and, um, you know, just all the voices clamoring for us. But, um, I find that a lot of people do need the 
the, you know, the help with overcoming the mindset, like I'm going to be doing a new training this month for Authorities Academy on um, self-sabotage. You know, that's a, that's an issue we all face. Like you get so far and you're, you know, you have success and then it's, it's easy to, to sabotage yourself. And so I'm going to be talking about that and some of the things that I've done when I've faced that myself. So, you know, for every person, it's different. Some people really need the interaction. So there, there's some people that are super, super active in the group and that community fuels them and it keeps them going. Some people are more of the lurkers, you know, I don't even realize they're paying attention until they comment on something. <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh wow, they've really actually been paying attention. So I wish there was one answer, but I think it's just the biggest thing I've learned with um, coaching on um, a more personal level is every author is different. There is no one formula. And I always tell people, don't try to shove a square peg into a round hole. So just because this is the way I do it, or this is the way so-and-so does it, doesn't necessarily mean it has to be the way you do it. You know, you are different, you are unique, you have different you know, circumstances, family, situations, you know, you know, gifts and abilities. So every single person, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but you know, we have, we have, I really believe that we have most of what, um, authors will need when they come in. Um, it just depends on, on them. And, you know, really, I, I always say you get out of it, what you put into it, you know, <laughs> What do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy writing yourself or coaching writers, coaching authors? You know, I, I enjoy it both. I enjoy, I enjoy, enjoy them both. <laughs> um, lately, I have been doing less of the writing and more of the coaching, but I've also got been getting into art and I really enjoy the lettering. And what I realize is like, I'm a word person. I'm a communicator. So I really enjoy speaking probably even more than the writing, to be honest. I never dreamed of being a writer. I'm not that person. That's the typical author writer, <laughs> but I, um, I love speaking and I get opportunities to do that. I'll be, um, sharing a keynote at a Christian author conference in February, you know, and so I, you know, I get opportunities on my podcast and, you know, you've seen, you, you talked about YouTube, but, um, but I enjoy it all. And I think what I've learned is there's seasons. So there's seasons in our lives. And sometimes I'm in a season of intense writing. When I was writing Broken Crayon Still Color, I pretty much, you know, put everything to the side a little bit because I had to really focus on that book to finish it. But there's other seasons. And so, you know, I, I don't get caught up in like, I have to do one thing or the other, but I, right now I'm just really trying to, to tune in and listen to the Lord's voice and what he has for me um, in each season. And it's, it, it tends to be a little bit different. I like to encourage people to set 90 day goals. So I tend to have different seasons in those 90 day periods and one 90 days, it might be more focused on writing another one. It might be focused more on the coaching or the art. So it just really depends. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's easy to, to get these big goals that, you know, I want to, you know, do this thing and then be disappointed when it doesn't happen right away or just get overwhelmed. And so I, you know, a lot of people are teaching this now, but 
Um, this is the strategy that I've used for the past three to four years, and it works really well for me, is to set a 90-day goal. And, you know, it's like your big overarching goal that you want to meet for that 90 days. Now, you may have smaller goals underneath that 90-day goal, but what happens and what, what happened for me, I actually, the first time I invested in business coaching, I remember... She asked me to write out everything I was doing. I'm the typical creative. I'm the typical entrepreneur. I have a million and five ideas, and they are always giving birth to new babies, you know? <laughs> what, what I found was, like, I was doing seven different business entities. Um, as I wrote everything out, she's like, Shelly, you know, you can do all of these things a little bit, or you can do one or two things really, really well. And that was the, the time, it was really a turning point for me where I decided I'm really going to focus on author coaching. And, and one of the things is that I share is the acronym FOCUS, follow one course until successful. So I really wanted to focus in on the author coaching until it was successful. And then, um, you know, there's the book, The One Thing. There's there's so many books out there that talk about having a focus. And what I found is that authors tend to get caught up in the bright, shiny object syndrome. Ooh, there's this new training. Oh, there's this new tool. There's this new thing. I should try this. Da, 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 da. And then, um, you know, you do a little bit in a lot of different things, but never really accomplish the most important thing. So what's the most important thing for you right now? And sometimes you know, having that focus, having that goal will require to, um, you know, just creatively procrastinate on other things. So it doesn't mean that you can't still do those other things later, but in order to accomplish the goal set before you, sometimes you have to put other things aside or, you know, maybe step down from a volunteer position for right now while you write your book. And, um, it takes prioritization and um, wisdom, you know, and it sometimes it's hard. I had to shut down websites and businesses, and I literally like was grieving. I was crying, like I would cry and grieve because I was shutting down things that I had put, you know, sweat equity in, and it's like, but it is earning money. But what happened is when I let go of some of those other things and really started to focus, I was able to be successful in author coaching and you know was able to be where I am now versus I think if I would have stayed on the track that I was, I may not have been able to stay self-employed, to be honest, <laughs> because, you know, it's just, it's really hard. And, you know, I just... I really encourage authors to pray and to ask God for what what should be my focus for this 90 days and then you know um break that down into smaller tasks what what you know what needs to happen in order to do that and then do it so I have a training in Author Audience Academy it's called Plan It Day and it walks you through that process and then every week in our Facebook group, you have the opportunity on Mondays to write, okay, the, what, what is it that you're going to work on this week? You know, if you break it down and, you know, what tasks are you going to finish this week? And so then week by week, you know, you can just, you know, just start working towards that goal little by little. And, you know, I think a lot of times you get things done a lot faster than you realize. And um, I just shared something in Author Audience Academy today that, um, let me find it really quick. Um, if you spend one hour 
Okay, here's here's some fun math to help you reach your goals. If you were to spend one hour per day improving one thing in your life, so there's the focus, one hour per day improving one thing, then in one year, you will have invested nine 40-hour work weeks in that one thing. That's the power of focus. And that's the power of setting a 90-day goal, staying focused, turning off, um, you know, unsubscribing from things on your email list. Like I am fierce about that. You know, I just really, God has taught me, you know, the power of focus and the power of goal setting. Wow. Nine, nine weeks. That's uh that's uh, pretty amazing. Um, I, I, I love that. Can you uh, tell us, uh, you mentioned about, um, Writers have a hard time finishing, and you mentioned some things about resistance and self-sabotage. Can, can you talk a little bit about that, how you've seen that um, in other people, maybe in yourself, and how you overcame that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that I've seen it. Um, one of the, the situations I was on, I do these um, virtual writing retreats. It's two days that we spend together and we spend a lot of time writing, but I also do coaching and mastermind sessions. And they're amazing. Like people have finished first drafts even sometimes in two days because it's such a focused amount of time um, to really, to really work. But on one of those, one of the girls was focusing or was um, struggling with perfectionism. And perfectionism is one of those things that I find a lot of authors struggle with. My husband's that way. You know, his personality, he really struggles with that. And so we were talking about it. And I was reminding her that your first draft is never your final draft. Your first draft will then go through several stages of self-editing that you will do. Then it will go to a professional editor. Then it may go to a beta group or proofreaders. And so your first draft is never your final draft. That freed her up. She was like, oh my goodness. And she you know, went on to finish her first draft. And I think that that so many times, you know, there's, there's things just like that of, um, what my mom used to call it, you know, and and I I now call it stinking thinking, (laughs) you know, we get these lies in our mind that, um, Oh, it has to be perfect the first time. And it's like, Oh my goodness, no way. You know, ask, you know, Stephen King, any of these really, really popular writers, their first drafts were not very good, (laughs) but you, you have nothing until you have your first draft. So I always recommend that writers try to turn off the um, internal editor when they're writing to stay into creative flow and to really just write that first draft. And then you can go back through and I have a four step self editing process that I teach um, that they can do later. Um, Something else that people struggle with is comparison. And I think we just all have to remember that we all have different assignments from God. We all have different assignments. Why he's had me write over 40 books, I have no idea. (laughs) But some people hear that and then they're like, oh my goodness, I could never do that. 
Well, maybe that's not the assignment that God's given to you. What has he given you to do? You know, it's a parable of the talents. We just simply need to use the gifts and abilities he's given us and use them and steward them to the best of our abilities. And then I, I find that, you know, just finding encouragement and support from other writers helps with the comparison as well. Um, you know, there's um, issues with not enough time. I think we all struggle with that. Like, I just don't have enough time. But the, the honest truth of it is we make time for what's important to us. So um, my husband has taught, um, you know, about sexual purity and things like that a lot in the past. And one of the things he has said in one of his talks is um, boundaries protect things that are valuable. So, you know, a castle back, you know, back in the day would have a wall or whatever protecting it. Boundaries protect something that's valuable. Just like, you know, that applies to sexual purity issues. It also applies to our time. Boundaries protect things that are valuable. And what I find is that so many times we don't have good, healthy boundaries on our time. And many of the Christian authors I work with are givers, so they give, 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 give. And that's awesome. I mean, and there are seasons when, you know, I am just giving a lot. When we were missionaries for two years, those were two years of giving, like 100%, 150%. But also there are times when we need to also look and say, okay, we need to set a boundary on our time so that we can do the thing that is most important. Lisa Turgis talks about the best yes. You know, when you're saying yes to something, you're always saying no to something else. And our writing, it's so easy to put it at the bottom of the barrel. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, there's so many things. There's so many things that I could go into. And actually, that's um, this is kind of the topic that I'll be um, going into in more depth um, in my keynote here in, in February. So I'm excited to put together that presentation. What, what would you like to say to uh, new Christian writers who are just getting started on this journey and they're dealing with all these different things for the first time? What, what would you like to say to uh, encourage them? I just want to give you hope. Like, um, you know, just that it is possible, you know, there's tools out there. It doesn't have to be overly expensive. It doesn't have to take, you know, tons and tons of time. You know, there are people out there that have gone before you that have done it. Um, definitely, you know, I have a ton of free training. Um, people have published books just on my free training. So, you know, you can check out free training, but, you know, um, if you're able to get connected, you know, with someone who's done this before, who's gone before you, who can help you, you know, just really decrease your learning curve. But one of the biggest things I recommend to new Christian authors is to establish a prayer team. So when you're a Christian author, even if you're not writing Christian material, there is, like I said, several times a very real spiritual battle. And I had a, um, a woman in our church previously, she had a ministry where she would travel around the world talking about the importance of, of ministries having prayer teams. And I was talking to her one day and she's like, Shelly, you know, you're not necessarily in what you would consider full-time ministry right now. Cause at the time it was when we were writing and speaking and all of that. She's like, but I still re recommend that, you know, Christian authors and speakers have prayer teams. And so, you know, I um, took her advice and, you know, set up something formal and I don't have 
a ton of people. There's maybe 20 people on my prayer list, prayer team list. Um, you can start with two people where two or three are gathered, right? But um, get that started, get it established. I have a podcast on that if you want more information on it. But I think it's um, podcast 37. But get a prayer team and start sending them emails or contacting them once a week and or consistently, you know, but I have a, I have a calendar reminder and once a week I have that reminder to send an email to my prayer team with specific prayer requests. Now, a lot of people will be like, that doesn't seem like, you know, the, that would make sense for, you know, writers don't, don't you suggest, you know, having a certain writing plan or doing something like that. But I will tell you, if you do this, if you have people praying for you, if you send them specific prayer requests, not only are you getting that covering, not only are they praying for you, but guess what? There's built-in accountability. <laughs> yeah, they're asking. They're asking you about it. That's yeah, great. yeah. You're sharing with someone. You're saying, "Okay, I finished chapter two. Can you please pray that God would give me wisdom as I write chapter three? Or, you know, whatever your specific prayer request. And there's built-in accountability, and then it builds their faith too when they see what God does, and when they see how God uses it, your book, and as you share with them. And um, some people that I um, coach with, they're like, "Oh." But I don't want to just be taking, taking, taking. I'm like, well, ask for you know them to send you their prayer requests too, and pray for them. Make it a two way street. You know, it doesn't have to be one way. And so, that's honestly that's the the first thing I recommend. And then the second thing is prioritizing time to write. So I like to talk about a power hour, just like the math. Um, thing I just shared with you, if you spend one hour a day, by the end of the year, you'll have nine work weeks. So if you can just spare one hour a day, or maybe it's a chunk of time, maybe it's four hours a week or whatever it is, prioritize it. So put it on your calendar and be fierce about protecting that time. Protect that time and write. If you're stuck, get out a journal, get out a paper and pen and just start writing in your journal anything like this is what happened yesterday da, 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 da. more like free writing just just do something right <laughs> build the habit um, and uh, you know prioritize it because if you do not prioritize it guess what it's not gonna happen and so there are so many things obviously there's so many things that I could talk about but those would probably be the top two that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, great advice. Uh, I'm taking notes uh, as you, you're talking. Um, can you tell us, uh, tell the audience here about uh, your resources, how people could connect with you, um, and uh, about the Author Audience Academy and and where they can find more about that? Yeah. So if you go to my website, ShellyHits.com, and it's S H E L L E Y H I T Z dot com. Um, you can find my resources for authors and I have, like I said, a ton of free resources. I have webinars, I have checklists, I have so many things. So I, you can download my entire book, um, self-publishing books, 101, completely free. So there's a ton of free, um, training for you there. And then if you're interested in joining author audience Academy, you can find more at authoraudienceacademy.com. and pretty much on social media. You can find me if you search for Shelly hits. Uh, thank you so much. This has uh, been such a, a great conversation. Uh, could I could I ask you to to close us in prayer and just to ask God's blessing for for the writers out there? Yes, absolutely. 
God, we just thank you so much for today. We thank you for every person listening. And I thank you that you have placed your spirit in them. If they are, if they are following you, they're one of yours, Lord, your spirit is in them. Your spirit is available to them. And I just pray, God, that you would work in a powerful way right now to ignite um, whatever it is that you've called them to do, or that they would not um, stay stuck. I pray you would, um, uh, you know, just get anyone that is stuck, unstuck. I almost just get this picture of like a, a vehicle that's stuck in um, a snowstorm and is stuck in a snowbank and a big vehicle tow truck comes out and pulls them out. Lord, you are that tow truck. You're pulling them out of wherever they're stuck right now in Jesus name. And, and I just pray that you would give them passion excitement. I pray you would turn worry and fear into excitement and adventure. This is one of the greatest exciting adventures, <laughs> writing a book. And I, I pray that you would provide everything they need, the finances, the prayer team, the support. Lord, I, pray, I even pray in advance for every person that will read their books, that you would powerfully use their books to impact many lives for eternity. So I just pray that you would... Um, you would just do an amazing thing in each of their lives and whatever they're called to do, whether it's to write a book or it's some other ministry, we are all called to use the gifts and abilities you've given us. Um, and I just pray that, that you would use each listener in a very powerful way. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We hope you found it helpful. If you like the show, please help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast or by leaving a rating or review. You can connect with me on my website, tndone.net, where I have lots of helpful resources available to you for free. My website is tndone.net. That's spelled T-H-I-E-N-D-O-A-N.net. See you next time. And remember, you can change the world with your words.